like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Wow, are you in for a treat today for Song of the Soul on so many levels. My guest is Lon Milo Duquette, and he is, at the same time, profound and hilarious and a wonderful singer-songwriter. I'm tempted to compare him to Leon Redbone, Joseph Campbell, and John Stewart, but those would be bad approximations and maybe misleading, for Lon is all himself. And if I tell you that, religiously, spiritually, he's a Thelemite, you'll probably be as much in the dark as ever. The best way to get to know him is by listening in as we join Lon Milo Duquette by phone in Southern California. Lon, it's wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you for having me on. You've been a musician for a number of decades, but there was a hole in your career. You want to spell out for our listeners what your experience with music is from start until present? Well, like most boys my age, I played guitar. I was born in 1948, so I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and the music was a big part of my life because I was in on the the birth of rock and roll. I was raised in Nebraska. Uh, I started playing, picked up the guitar when I was about 12 and, and got into a band when I was 14. Stayed in a band until I, cause I was 28 years old. So it was really uh, my career, made a living. I helped support the family. My father was ill. So music was a pretty big thing in my life. And in 1966, when I graduated from high school, I moved back to California where I was born. I was lucky enough to uh, fall in with a songwriting partner, Charles Harris. And we made two singles and an album for Epic Records in 1969 and 70. But long about 1972, I more or less made the decision to get out of the music business while I still had my health, my relative happiness, and Constance and I, uh, Constance, uh, we were pregnant with our son, and I, I sort of wanted the home life and the lifestyle of, of a recording artist in Hollywood in early 70s was pretty colorful, but it was also pretty wild, and I more or less just made the decision to go with the family rather than the career, which left me completely unprepared for objective reality because I had been a, been a musician since I was 14. Now I was about 28. I really wasn't prepared for the workaday world, and so the next 25 years or so was a real struggle. <laughs> What'd you go into? What'd you do? Well, I did everything. I did various things. For a while, I was in the technical aspect of medical device uh, manufacturing, uh, 
Eventually, a, a friend of mine just literally just gave me her job as a property manager. I got to know a, a whole lot of people and eventually I got into magazine print advertising and things like that that sort of allowed me to dress up a little better. But I truly put music behind me. I didn't even listen to music right up through, I would say, the mid-70s, right up until 2000. I had sold my guitars. I was out of the music scene completely. Then I started writing books because I, I'm interested in the Western spiritual traditions. For many years, I had sort of fancied myself an Eastern mystic. In the 60s, of course, I was uh, interested in yoga, Eastern mysticism, and sort of fancied myself a mystic. I sort of had this idea that, you know, I would gain enlightenment, you know, sitting under a, under a shaded tree someplace, looking really cool. I'd have my head shaved and be sitting in a full lotus and completely losing my ego while I looked so cool. <laughs> and uh, after a while, I, I, I came to the conclusion that enlightenment was really hard work. Eastern mysticism was really hard, so I started looking around for something that resonated with my sort of Western psyche. You know, I didn't think that ego thing was, you know, all that bad, and I had it for a reason. <laughs> and uh, so I was looking around for something in the West, uh, you know, be a, a comparable Western Tao Te Ching kind of thing. We attended Quaker meeting, especially uh, during the Vietnam War. That was sort of what we resonated to. But finally, I ran across the Hebrew Kabbalah, the more Western heretical traditions. You know, I, I say that in a very positive way. And um, I got very interested in that. I even started teaching classes on Western Hermeticism. And one day, a friend of mine, one of my lodge members, who was already a best-selling author, uh, Christopher Hyatt, said that he wanted to write a book about the psychological aspects of tarot cards. But he didn't know that much about the tarot cards, except for what he understood Carl Jung, his interest in it. I said, well, I'm not qualified to comment on that subject. And he says, well, uh, who is? So that's why I called you. And I said, well, okay, I'll help you with that book. And he and I ended up writing four books together in two years, and I sort of got my writing career going. After a while, one of my students who had heard one of my old recordings from CBS said, why don't you play anymore? I said, I don't even have a guitar. And one student gave me a ukulele, and I started enjoying that. A Canadian film crew, a documentary film crew, was doing a documentary on the, the famous English occultist, Alistair Crowley. I'm sort of an authority on Crowley. So they came down from Canada and spent a few days here at the house interviewing me. When they realized that I had recorded and that music had been a part of my life, they convinced me to get some shots of me singing. And I said, well, I haven't sang in 25 years, for heaven's sakes. And they said, oh, come on. And so I called a few friends, found a little nightclub here in Costa Mesa that was kind enough to give me the stage. And we brought the film crew in and recorded me singing a few of my songs. In a way, that I started to realize that that was a skill, that was something that I had that I might want to pick up again. And that's exactly what I did. And I started writing songs again. They just started to pour out of me. Well, let's see some of your work. Uh, you've been producing a lot of music. What do you want to start with, Lon? Why don't we start with a song that I've written pretty recently. It's called Love's Song. It's not really an occult or overtly mystical song, but 
it is in a way because I see love as the big thing. I see a lot of incredible spirituality just in a simple love song. But oh, why don't we why don't we take a listen to it? It's kind of goofy. You got to kind of pay attention to the words. Love song by Lon Milo Duquette. All starts once upon a time. Pardon me, but would you have the time? Every whisper, every shout is, every smile and every pout is, every little in and out, it's love song. Big bang banged, nature rang out a love song. Big Ben rings. Singing London a love song Notes pass in the classroom Eye contact across a crowded room Every ring of every bell is Every rendezvous hotel is Every G I think you swells love song At the beach Seagulls screech out a love song Teachers teach eight parts of speech To write love songs Nouns, verbs only function To express love's sweet conjunction Every would you care to dance is Each baguette in Paris, France is Every crazy romance is love song When atoms bind into molecules That's how they say I love you Hearts break when lovers part That's a love song too Tap, dancers tap Thunder claps out a love song Mind the gap, rising sap is a love song. Sweetheart, don't be nervous, we'll stay in bed and call room service. Every chemical reaction, every stab at satisfaction, every chain reaction is love song. Heart and soft. On and off is a love song Height and depth, width and breadth is a love song Touché, please and thank you You've been naughty, should I spank you? Every crush and fascination Every wink and sly flirtation Each and every hyphenation Is a love song King David loved his pal Jonathan And Sappho sang to the girls Virgil chased Beatrice Through the underworld Yin and Yang is Chinese slang for a love song Lance and grail, wind and sail is a love song. 
JC and the Magdalene, Shiva, Shakti, Beast, and Babylon, Monty, Python, and Macbeth is. Every heartbeat, every breath is, every birth and every death, it's love song. Lon Milo Duquette singing Love Song song he wrote and performed but you perform with some other people too right or is it just always you and yeah i perform with as many people as i can talk into performing with me <laughs> that particular song is just me and my guitar so that's sort of the the naked me but i get a kick out of the song because it takes us from the big bang <laughs> to death well, it's a fun song. It's a fun song. And I, I like all the things that you visit in between as part of love. So love is at the center of it. I've kind of wondered, is, you know, you've looked east and you've looked west in terms of religion. Some people say, for instance, that the golden rule is at the heart of all of the world's great religions. I don't know if you find that to be true, but a golden rule is a next door neighbor, I think, to love. Love your neighbor as yourself, of course. I would definitely agree with the, the generality that the Golden Rules is uh, generically behind all great religions. The compassion of the Buddha may have uh, a lot more uh, dimensions to it than just feeling sorry for people. Mm-hmm. I've got another song, I think you've got it on the list. It's called I Wish I Were Krishna. It's kind of a goofy sounding song. It's, it's whimsical sounding and everything. But when I wrote the song, I take two pretty long walks every day. It's part of my, I guess it's my yoga now. I take a morning and, a, and an afternoon or evening walk. I came back from a morning walk with, I'm not sure exactly what triggered the epiphany that morning, but I had been wallowing in the realization of love as a true energy, just as real as uh, electricity or nuclear energy. It's a real force. And I was just absolutely in love with everything. And that's where the nouns and verbs and, and all, all of that, uh, you know, I, was, I didn't have the words to express how much I loved everything because I was in love with the noun of love and the verb of love. And I was in love with every, if every word and every letter and every space between the letters. I, I was in love with the inhalation and the exhalation. And I just came back completely love crazy. I kept saying to myself, I, you know, I just wish I were Krishna and I could just split myself up, copy myself into infinite me's and just make love to everything. So I wrote the words to that song in just breathtaking seriousness. And by the time it got turned into a song, it got... (laughs) It sounded pretty goofy, but I still like it. I hope we can play it. We can. Mahabharata has got a hero divine. Lord of the universe, he's smiling all the time. He's very handsome, he's pretty Folks in the sticks and in the city 
think it's a pity he can't make love to them all but he can cause he's my idol my hero I wouldn't be a zero if I were him there'd be no sin will paint me blue and call me Krishna I wish I were Krishna love God over Hindu I wish I were Krishna love God over Hindu I copied myself into multiple me's Make love to all the gopi girls I could please Delivering with each illimitable squeeze A full divine measure of unimaginable pleasure I, I, I wish I were Krishna Love God of the Hindu My loves will be steadfast and true Vowing in truth I love only you Each monad of existence Would be my sweet bride Whose womb I would penetrate And explode me inside Oh, I, I wish I were Krishna Love God of the Hindu Fast and true, vowing in truth I love only you Each monad of existence would be my sweet bride Whose womb I would penetrate And explode me inside Within you, without you Gush my ocean of Bindu I wish I were Krishna Love God of the Hindu Don't we all wish we were Krishna? Milan Milo Duquette. <laughs> At what point did you write this, by the way? Was this in your early career, your later career? Are any of the songs we're going to share today from your tempestuous youth? As a matter of fact, I think all of the songs we've got today are from my recent resurrection. <laughs> They're all relatively new songs, every one of them. The reason I ask that, in part, Lon, is because you describe your youth as being oriented, or maybe the first half of your life or something, being oriented towards religion in the East, and then you started moving more West. Well, Krishna's over on the other side. I, I imagine if you were doing Western, I, I'm not sure exactly which figure you would have chosen to be the symbol of love everywhere. Right. I guess part of the, the, the recent awakening has been the fact that I've integrated everything 
so I don't consider myself Western or Eastern or everything else. I, uh, everything is now self-referential to everything else. Even though my expertise that I, you know, I'll write books on is more of the Western, but everything that I, that, that I learned, everything I was running away from <laughs> in the East is now making sense to me. What I, I wrote something when I was 19, and I don't have it on any of the songs that I've got for you on our list today, but it was, I am he who runs through all matter, mind, and spirit flow. From my breath both earth and heaven go into one big game illusion all within me by my love. I will dwell with me from whence I come. <laughs> and that was when you were 19, huh? That's when I was 19, yes. You were a precocious child, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think LSD had a lot to do with it, but I don't. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> it was the age. Well, keep us going on your Song of the Soul music. We've got a lot to share, and I want to make sure we get it all in. I've got one called I'm Baba Lawn, and of course it's a play on words. Baba is a term in the East, you know, it's sort of an endearing mister or uncle, or it's kind of a happy, cozy word. And Lawn, of course, is my name. I, I sort of wrote it because people ask, well, why do you feel qualified to comment on these spiritual deep subjects? And I said, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know why I'm qualified. It's not what I've learned, but what I am, I guess, you know. So I wrote this song called I'm Babylon as if I'm just a normal guy, but when I wrap my turban on, I become Babylon. I am a man like any man With feet of clay and cheeks of tan but when I wrap my turban on The gods are near, I'm Babylon I eat too much, I drink too much A greedy selfie, such and such But when I wrap my turban on my mind is clear, I'm Babylon. A lazy coward, vain and violent. I chatter on when I should stay silent. But when I wrap my turban on, all bets are off. I'm Babylon, I have no fear, I'm Babylon.
cleaning crew like Genghis Khan Spend too much time with the TV on But when I wrap my turban on Great truths appear I'm bobbing on Yes, when I wrap my turban on My heart is pure, I'm Babylon My heart is pure, I'm Babylon His name is Lon Milo Duquette, and the song is I'm Babylon. By the way, Lon, does that have any connection with Babylon, too? Or were you trying to make that leap in connection, too? I was trying to make that leap because Babylon, as a character, uh, at least in exoteric Western spiritual traditions, is a pretty shady character. The whore of Babylon from the Book of the Revelation has had a pretty bad rap over the years, being kind of a terrifying image among Christians. But as far as things Kabbalistic go, and and Kabbalah is the esoteric, the hidden spiritual science behind the Judeo-Christian tradition, very often the stories that seem like the villains in the regular narrative actually are more like the inner spiritual heroes. The character of Babylon, who, uh, you know, joins with the beast in the book of the Revelation, when you just put it under just a small microscope, has every earmark of being the same thing that in the East they talk about when they talk about the Shakti. So Shiva and Shakti, the great male and female principles of the universe, are in Hindu cosmology. The universe is held together by this energy, this, this love, this lust between Shiva and Shakti. And that's, that's the same thing when viewed Kabbalistically uh, with the story of Babylon and the Beast. So I wrote a song. I just thought, how about just a cowboy song? Just a country western, just a nose-twanging cowboy song. And uh, the country singer is singing his soul out to his girl, Sweet Babylon. This is what I came up with. People keep saying that Jesus is Lord He'll take me in the rapture He'll come with a sword Preachers on TV tell me I'm living wrong But I've tasted the lips of sweet Babylon Sweet Babylon, heavenly harlot let down your hair and take me to bed hold out your cup and I'll pour the wine drink to the night of sweet Babylon I know they call you the queen of damnation Our sacred love 
Abomination, but dying in your arms is sweeter than salvation. Heaven is the night of sweet Babylon. Sweet Babylon, oh heavenly harlot, lover of all, refuser of none. Hold out your cup and I'll pour the wine. Drink to the night of sweet Babylon. I know they call you the queen of damnation, our sacred love, abomination, but dying in your arms is sweeter than salvation. Heaven is the night of sweet Babylon. Sweet Babylon, oh heavenly harlot, lover of all, refuser of none. Hold out your cup and I'll pour the wine. Drink to the night of sweet Babylon. Heaven is the night of sweet Babylon. Sweet Babylon by Lon Milo Duquette. He's our guest here today for Song of the Soul. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. On the site, you'll find six and a half plus years of archives of all of our guests. You'll also find a place to drop comments and give us feedback, make donations, help out in any way you can. Again, northernspiritradio.org. Lon Milo Duquette is with us here today. Sweet Babylon right there. And before that, it was I'm Babylon. You know, in Sweet Babylon, you're talking about preferring the lips of Sweet Babylon to salvation of Jesus. You ever get any pissed people? Yes. <laughs> and how do they show their pleasure? <laughs> well, no, I've been I've been very lucky because I don't set out to offend anybody. But sometimes I take sophomore delight in ruffling a couple of feathers, especially if they're easily ruffled. Especially that line: uh, "Dying in your arms is sweeter than salvation." The dying in the arms of Babylon is ultimately exactly the same thing as union with deity, union with God, oneness. And so in a sense, I'm not saying salvation is not that. In a way, I'm saying everything that I thought salvation was, everything that I thought I needed to be saved from, to run away from, to overcome, to cure myself of is totally unnecessary. It's illusionary. 
especially when it is obliterated by the the consciousness of unity with the absolute. And that's where this love that I'm talking about that completely fries everything. There is no two in the universe. There is no three or four or five or six. It, it all blends like a marriage into into one blissful, pulsating unity. That's the kiss of Babylon that I'm singing about there. I think you mentioned earlier, though, you talk not only about love, but even lust. And I think in most Western religions, there's quite a bit of fear of lust, of the body, of of sex. You know, there's. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a Western equivalent of the Kama Sutra. As a boy who grew up in Nebraska, you know, did you have to break free of chains of that? What were you raised religiously back in Nebraska? I was a Methodist, or I was raised in the Methodist Church and was active in the choir. I was the little candle lighter. I was the Methodist equivalent of an altar boy. But from earliest childhood, and I and I have memories from, I have crib memories that are still registered and fresh. I thought about the nature of my own existence. I'm not touting that as any kind of virtue or anything else. It's just that I've been thinking, I've been self-examining all my life from before the time I could even frame words, before I even knew the English language, before I could talk. I was thinking about the nature of my own existence. When I started going to church and Sunday school, I was shocked at what I was hearing. I, could, I couldn't believe that grown-ups believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you must be joking. I loved going into the to the. That was part of my little job. I was old bullet, and I could be alone in the church. And there's a beautiful little hundred-year-old Methodist church that I went to at first. And I was smelling the musty, kind of mildewy smell of candles. And I was all alone in church. And I I loved it. It was my church. It was just me and God. And I loved loved that part. But I couldn't believe (laughs) what, what these people were talking about, about hell and babies going to hell because they didn't have water splashed on them and other people in India all going to go to hell because they don't eat monkeys and crazy, crazy stuff. So I wasn't even traumatized by it. I was just completely shocked and said, well, these guys have got it wrong. Obviously, they're not thinking this out. (laughs) 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 You guys aren't thinking this through, you know. And I'm just a kid, and I can see that, no, no, this is, uh, I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, so the, I felt the same way about the prescriptions concerning uh, sex. I said, well, hey, I'm born with this feeling. I, you know, I'm not, it must be okay. I think this is this is all part of whatever God is. I think this is part of the big plan here. So I was seen, and especially as I was coming of age in adolescent and a little, little later than that, I was seeing this wonderful energy in the physical part of me was my complete love of women and girls. I just, I was absolutely girl crazy. And how could I get so close? I just want to, I just love them. I just, I I want to eat them up. I just want to just, and then, (laughs) and then it dawned on me as I was getting older, that's, that's just how I feel about God. That's, just 
how I feel about the big whatever it is that is responsible for this whole universe, this whole idea that I, I'm awake in this energy. I just, I love it. I want that. I want to become one with it. I want it in me. I want in it. I want, I want to lose myself in this. And that's, when I say the word lust, that's what I'm talking about. To have that pure energy so, so misunderstood and perverted and stifled, I think is probably the biggest, biggest detriment to the mental health of Western civilization as anything is. I think that it's the source of why we go to war, why we hurt each other, yeah. why we steal, why we are unhappy, why we die without ever waking up. And I guess it's maybe all the more poignant that you say that, given how much you respect and love and, and trust that feeling within us. You mentioned before we started recording that you've been married some 40-plus years, right? Yes, 44 years. <laughs> And and that's proved a container that worked for this for the accompanying the divine. Well, I've I've just lucked out on my marriage too because she's a, a wonderful, long suffering woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you can help contribute to building her character that way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I really built her character for sure. Well, you can build our character by sharing some more of your music. What's up next for Song of the Soul? Well, this is called uh, Guardian Angel in Disguise. I came up with a melody that sounded so much like sort of like an Irish folk song of some kind, and I, I wanted to communicate this idea that every one of us is or can be an angel, a guardian angel to us said that, uh, well, I guess the song sort of speaks for itself, so why don't we listen to it? Deep in despair, without a prayer, I set my mind to bring to an end this travesty of life. One bullet would serve, but I lost my nerve to fire the round and mercifully in this tragedy of life. So I pulled on my boots and cursed the snow Each and every step down to the inn There I would drink and make my courage grow Till a stranger sitting near me butted in Buy me a drink, my friend, and I will stand and sing Sing you the sweetest song you ever heard Three fingers of gin, and when it's in, I'll stand and sing. Sing you the sweetest song you ever heard. Then we will raise our glasses high to toast. Toast to all the angels in our lives. To our dear mothers, brothers, sweethearts, wives. And to the guardian angel in disguise. I could tell that the fool was a luckless soul who craved the juice. I bought him a drink and prayed he'd go away. God bless you, he said, and cocked his head and down the booze and closed his gray eyes and seemed to drift away. Then as my mind returned to thoughts of doom, 
the stranger sat up straight just like a king. Then he pulled off his cap and hushed the room and rising to his feet began to sing. Drink to principalities and powers and the seraphim of flowers in the springtime. Drink to archangels and dominions soaring with their downy pinions through the stars. Drink to a ruby choir that hovers over sleeping baby's covers through night's dangers. Drink to the angel in disguise who has watched you through the eyes of countless strangers When he was done the room was stunned his eyes shone clear I swear there was not a dry eye in the place God bless you he said and fell down dead right then and there cap in his hand a smile upon his face then all of us raised our glasses high to toast toast to all the angels in our lives to our dear mothers Brothers, sweethearts, wives And to A guardian angel In disguise Lon Milo Duquette brought you Guardian Angel in Disguise, about the divine's availability to us through every nook and cranny, every person around us. I I like some of the phrases you use in there, you know, the cherubic choir that hovers over sleeping babies' covers, and the archangels, and dominions, and and all those things. And then he falls down and dies. It, it <laughs> was really a true Irish tale there. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from in you? You got some Irish in you? You got a French name. Well, I'm sure we've all got some Irish in us somewhere. But I didn't really, uh, I joke and I tell people, I'm going to sing an old Irish song that I wrote, you know, last year. But I think it's more along the lines of there's a church-like quality. I'm sure that many people are going to disagree with this, but there is a church-like quality in a pub or an inn 
or a, a bar before it turns completely demonic around one o'clock <laughs> morning that encourages sort of self-examination like that. I have heard an angel's words drop out of the mouth of the most unlikely characters, drunk or sober. So I just wanted to uh, put that all sort of in the atmospherics of it. The idea sort of just fell together almost cinematically. It's a great story. Well, thank you. That's another one that came together in about three or four morning walks. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got something here. The pathway to heaven must be those morning walks, I guess. It is. It is. It's It's saving my life for sure. Where do you perform? Where do you share your music these days? And does that differ from what you did when you were a young musician out there on the road? Yeah. When I was a young musician, I played in bars and saloons, I call them clubs like that. We weren't really a loud rock and roll type band because we played our own music. But uh, the venues were sort of alcohol-centered venues. Uh, We played a few concerts when our album came out and our single was doing well. But for the most part, it was a loud, smoky environment. Nowadays, I play wherever I think people will actually listen to the... (laughs) They're not really going to dance to my music or use my music to, uh, you know, pick up lovers. Although I'm always gratified when when they, when do. they can, you know. <laughs> I said, well, that must be working. So I started playing in now these coffee house in, environments where uh, I can pull out my guitar and hear what I do. And if they like it, then I come back and we'll do a whole show or a whole evening. I'm really lucky in where I've been able to play when I go um, visit other cities. There'll be uh, real live listening venues. One of my favorites is Cafe Vivaldi in New York City in Greenwich Village. It's a restaurant and it's, uh, they serve alcohol, but the people are there to listen. I mean, uh, Dylan had played there and Woody Allen shoots movies at this place. He's shot three films there in Al Pacino. It's a, it's a famous atmospheric New York place. And I was just lucky to play there the first time and it was super lucky to be invited back several times. And I'm going to be there like in two weeks again. That is sort of my favorite venue. Now, since the CD is out, I've been uh, actually doing theater gigs with just me, just a whole show, you know, with an intermission, and I've got my band with me. And But it, uh, in a way, I'm just, I will want you to ask me what I'm doing in a year, because I'm just kind of taking off. This is starting to take off. I've really been fortunate enough to uh, find a, a manager agent who's really, really a bright, energetic guy that I really do believe him when he says he likes my music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in order to please your agent, it's probably important that I get a little bit more of your recordings out there via this program, Song of the Soul. So how about giving us just a little bit more before we sign off? Okay. This song is, it's simple to set up because it's just based on a dream that I actually had. I I just woke up with this dream more or less the way it comes down in the song. So here it is. It's called Last Night I Dreamed of Dead People. Last night I dreamed of dead people. My father 
and my mom They met me at a strange hotel They'd come to take me home My suitcase was in disarray My packing far from dawn A cab driver sat patiently And let his meter run said I cannot go with you I've business left undone I've checks to cash and debts to pay before I leave this town My mother wailed you foolish boy Ledgers closed and done. The cab driver sat patiently and let his meter run. I shouted angrily Get in that cab and go Then lightning flashed across the sky A mighty wind did blow Then all the dead that ever lived Assembled all around there And everyone was me And everyone was me Driver, just let the 
Last night I dreamed of dead people. Lon Milo Duquette. You have some awesome dreams, Lon. (laughs) (laughs) Can I assume that your your mother and father are both passed? Yes, they've passed, and and I'm not going with them (laughs) anytime soon. I, I wasn't quite sure, though, from the dream or from your telling of it in that song, if this was a good or a bad thing. I mean, your mom was telling you, no, your accounts are closed. You're ready to stop. Yeah. And, and you're in denial. Are you just in denial? Are you supposed to be taking that long cruise? You know, I think as long as you're drawing breath, you're in some kind of denial. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, yeah. <laughs> Elon, I just can't tell you what a joy it is to have you on the program. The riches that you bring, both in humor and serious and exploration of so many facets of the diamond of the spirit, are just wonderful. I love your music. I think you've really touched something that's valuable for us. Thank you for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me on. I've had a wonderful time. Lon Milo Duquette's website is londuquette.com, or just follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. There's also more interview with him on my website, including two bonus tracks. Just look for the excerpts accompanying the program. Let's meet next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.